Percy, is it okay for cancer patients to receive counseling outside of their pastor, and are they really trusting the Lord if they do that? You know, this is an interesting question, Wayne, and I've had to counsel people through this, but absolutely, Wayne, there may be times that your pastor's ability to speak to certain scenarios and situations in your life is limited, and a different voice with a different skill set may be exactly what is needed, and the Lord will certainly honor that. Interesting. Well, coming up shortly, we're going to hear from a licensed Christian counselor who will help us unpack when a professional counselor can be useful for cancer patients and caregivers. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. I'm Wayne Shepherd, welcoming you to Health, Hope, and Inspiration with our host, Reverend Percy McRae, who is Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Percy, you have a wonderful guest coming up on the program today. I can't wait for our listeners to hear him. We are going to have a very different conversation on a different subject that we've never touched upon here, and it's about counseling with regard to issues that may arise as being a cancer patient or a caregiver. It's going to be very interesting. Yeah. Let's talk about it. How did you meet her? Whitney Owens is her name. How did you meet? Well, you know, I met her, interestingly. She invited me to be on her podcast to talk about the work that I'm doing uh, with Health, Hope, and Inspiration and with the Our Journey of Hope Cancer Care Leadership Training Program. And so I see. Okay. in return, I said, hey, why don't you come on my show? And yeah. she was gracious enough to do so. Mutually beneficial, huh? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> well, we are calling this program In the Multitude of Counselors, There is Safety. And uh, you'll understand why we titled it that way in just a moment. Where would you like to start here today? Let's first start with uh, answering and reading a question that we asked on one of our previous shows. All right. So with that, I do have a question uh, from Brooksville, Florida, a uh, response from Brooksville, Florida. And the question that was asked at that particular time was, how did or does your faith make a difference to you in your cancer journey? How did or does your faith make a difference to you in your cancer journey? And the response was as follows. My faith makes all the difference in my cancer journey. I am learning to instantly turn my anxious thoughts into prayers. I'm giving it all to God and leaving it with him when I give it to him. I'm guessing we had a number of similar responses to that one. That's very good. I like that idea, turning my anxious thoughts into prayers. That, that'll, that'll, that'll work, won't it? It will. It's a practice. It's, it's a mental exercise that I think that we all could benefit from in hearing uh, as an exercise, a step and a way to handle our anxiety and anxious moments. We turn that into, again, a prayer that we direct back to the Father. So we really appreciate that response uh, from Brooksville, Florida. So with that being said, that helps us as we talk about the question of the day that we want to ask on today's show, uh -huh. Wayne. And right. how about you read that? Okay, here's the question this week. Have you ever struggled with a consideration of seeking professional counseling as a Christian, and why? What was your decision to seek professional Christian counseling and why? You can answer that question at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Click on Connect, and the drop-down menu will give you a chance to type in your response. And we truly, and we truly, and we truly do read these responses and thank you for them. It helps so much to see uh, how people respond. It helps us, personally, even shape future programs. Yeah, as I give thought to some of the things that, particularly when you and I do kind of our fireside chats. It helps to kind of give us some other topical things that will be of relevance for our audience. And so continue uh, to give us feedback. And, and we want to hear from you. And you simply can go to the website of uh, 
of uh, healthhopeandinspiration.com and you can look for the connect button and there will be a drop down that says answers and provide your responses to us and when we have opportunity we'll attempt to read a couple of those on our following shows we have such an interactive audience we thank you for your participation with us health hope and inspiration all right let's uh let's go to proverbs to open today Yes, sir. And again, given the title of today's uh, show, and when you hear the topic uh, di- being discussed by this particular person, the scripture will be self-explanatory. Proverbs, the 15th chapter, verse 22, our spiritual nugget for today is, without counsel, purposes are disappointed, but in the multitude of counselors, in the multitude of counselors, they are established. And today we want to help understand and help you understand how the benefit of counseling and and multiple uh, aspects and areas and outlets of counseling may be of value and benefit to you under the correct set of circumstances. We'll meet our guest next here on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. With locations in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa, Cancer Treatment Centers of America is a national oncology network of hospitals and outpatient care centers offering an integrated approach that combines surgery, radiation, chemotherapy, immunotherapy, and advancements in precision medicine with supportive therapies to manage side effects and enhance quality of life during treatment and into survivorship. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact a member of their team with questions you may have about your treatment options. You can simply call 866-712-HOPE. That's 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses a patient-centered approach and a wide range of technologies and techniques to deliver advancements in precision medicine with supportive therapies like spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Well, let's meet today's guest, a counselor here on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Well, I'm excited today. I have with me Whitney Owens, and she is a licensed professional counselor and private practice consultant. Uh, who lives in Savannah, Georgia, where she owns a group private practice called Waters Edge Counseling. She offers individual and group counseling through practice of the practice. She also has her own podcast platform called Faith in Practice, and I've had the privilege, the awesome privilege, of being interviewed on her show. And so today, welcome to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Thank you, Whitney, for taking time out of your busy schedule to be with us. Oh, so good to be with you. Well, as part of the introduction, you're doing a lot of things, my dear. You're busy. You're in the private practice counseling space. And we've never had a discussion on this platform around cancer, uh, uh, support of cancer patients with regard to counseling. And it's a very specific uh, arena that I want to I think is going to be an important discussion. First and foremost, you have now been uh, counseling since 2009, 11 years you have been doing this, correct? That's right. And so with that, I think that you will help us and have some things that will sh- to share with us that I think someone listening today will benefit from. First and foremost, um, let's do this. What are some misnomers around seeking counseling that people struggle with? Uh, some of the things that I've heard from people as an example is I'm not crazy. You know, uh, I, I, you know, that sort of thing. So let's talk about where there may be some misconceptions around uh, uh, counseling and, and the need for counseling. 
Well, you already hit the biggest one is feeling like I have to be crazy to go to counseling. And that is not the case. A lot of people go to counseling that don't have any kind of diagnosable mental health issue. They simply go to be able to better their life. A lot of times people think I have to have some big problem to discuss in counseling. And that's not necessarily the case either. You could have something specific you want to address, but a lot of times counseling goes past that just to the betterment of your life, the betterment of your relationships, and maybe at your job. Or we see a lot of business owners that go to therapy just so they can be better business owners. And it makes a lot of sense at the end of the day, that's for sure. In in saying that, then let's let's dig into this Um from your perspective, either something that you've experienced or heard, because I know that you have a group of counselors and a community of counselors that you work with, uh, what are some issues uh, that you have had or you've seen counselors having to address with cancer patients? What are some of the issues that they may be seeking counseling for or have sought counseling for? Oh, yes. So a big part of it is having a space to be able to talk about what's going on in their lives. A lot of times cancer patients feel that they have to be strong for the people around them Mm -hmm. or they can't be completely honest with people. And so coming to counseling gives them that space to be able to do that. It also is speaking to someone who's not going to be emotionally impacted the same way a family member is going to be emotionally impacted. We get trained in how to listen and hold that emotion. But I can tell you, we do care for our patients as well. And I have seen with cancer patients just this piece about knowing that regardless of how their treatment goes and what happens, the counselor is going to be with them through it. And that brings a lot of strength to the client. So then I would imagine, based upon just those examples, and obviously you represent this this discipline, uh, it's fair to say then that uh, cancer patients should then seek counseling um, and and the question would be, what would be a threshold for an individual who is trying to decide when do I seek counseling? Under what set of circumstances should individuals then consider seeking counseling? Yes. So if you're thinking about seeking counseling, you've probably already waited too long. Okay. Most people wait too long to go see a therapist. So if it's kind of crossing your mind, you probably need to do it. But another way to consider it is, are you able to live your life the way you always have been? Ah. That, the example of that would be, are you sleeping through the night the way you've always slept? Or are you waking up in fits? Are you eating the same way? Or do you have unhealthy eating patterns? Mm. Do you find difficulty focusing or remembering things you need to do? Those are all symptoms that you probably need to go talk to a mental health professional. So, it, and in that then, I guess it would be safe to say also that if if people uh, can have some type of um, self identification or assessment of themselves around their coping skills and, you know, things that may appear to be very counterintuitive, counterproductive with, again, your day-to-day living and your day-to-day functioning that seems to be odd or not, you know, normal patterns of things. Again, you talked about sleeping, you talked about eating, et cetera, talked about a whole host of things, Uh, looking at what, you know, one's coping mechanisms, uh, what I would imagine, you know, from an emotional perspective, uh, crying maybe or or engaging in negative conversation or some other things that, that simply may be some triggers for people to be mindful of. Yeah, that was, those were really good examples. A lot of people come in with excessive tears or maybe they're having panic attacks where they'll be out in the grocery store or doing something and all of a sudden they can't function anymore. Those are all reasons to go seek out extra help. And the thing about counseling is it's not a huge commitment. Go a few times, see how that goes for you. See if it helps your anxiety or it helps your crying decrease. 
And if it's not helping and not working after a month or so, you don't have to keep going. But most people do find it pretty beneficial. So let me ask you this question. What is it that led you into counseling? And I I omitted to ask the question, um, have you yourself ever been personally affected by cancer or a family member affected by cancer? Yeah. So when I was working at a at a campus ministry right after college, people, I was mentoring college girls and they would all come to me looking for advice. Mm. And I just started to find that I had a gift in being able to see things that other people didn't see. And I think that's how God works, right? He just kind of leads us into the fields that we're going to be in and and then he blesses it while we're doing it. And so that's kind of how I started that. And I had times as a child that I felt very lonely and wished I'd had some extra support or known who to talk to. That was a big part of that. And then as far as personally with cancer, I mean, I've definitely lost people. I lost my grandfather to cancer. Um, And then I had a personal scare where I had a lump in my breast a couple of years ago when I was a new mom. And it was a very scary time. Fortunately, I was able to have a surgery and everything is now totally okay with no signs of remission or anything. Praise God. It returning or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. But it was, it was my little moment where I experienced it and I feel grateful. It was just a moment, but you know, as I think about it, it allows me to have a different level of empathy because if you haven't ever gotten a call, then you don't know what it feels like. That is so true. Uh, But I, myself, uh, in lieu of that statement, you know, I was diagnosed with early stage one colon cancer about a year and a half ago, had surgery, had a third of my colon removed. So I tell people just call me pastor semicolon uh, just to lighten the moment. But when you get that phone call and when you're told that you have cancer, there is a moment, you know, and some people's moments last a little bit longer than other people's moments where you have to stop drop and roll. You have to process. You have to kind of work through hearing those words in your head about you for the first time. Then you have to go and share that information with family and friends and decide who, how much information. So there's a lot that that psychologically and emotionally just bombards you immediately. And so that leads me to my next conversation, a question that I'd like to ask. You mentioned that early on, uh, while working on a campus ministry, we, we speak to a lot of people, well, this show is targeted to a faith-based audience and primarily a Christian audience. And one of the things that I know for a fact, particularly coming from uh, the community ethos of the African-American faith community, uh, counseling, psychology, psychiatry, historically, just used to be a bad word. You know, I trust in God. I have faith. I'll just go talk to my pastor. You know, I have my prayer team. But, you know, counseling was like uh, almost a bad word to even be suggested in the in the faith community. Let's talk about, from your perspective, um, with dealing with the idea of if one is seeking counseling, or desiring to have counseling, does that negate them being a person of faith? I mean, you can still be a person of faith and still have counseling, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I would even go so far as to say counseling helps us be more people of faith. Okay. Especially if you're seeing a Christian counselor that you're talking about your faith, because honestly, there's some issues within faith that you might not be comfortable sharing with your faith community, maybe at your church Mm. or wherever you attend, because you're nervous about what someone might think Mm. or or, you know, God forbid that I would get prayer and then wonder if it's actually working or not, you know, and, and it's good to have a space where you can actually address those fears 
that you have. And like we were talking about before, instead of feeling like you have to be strong for everybody else, or I have to believe this Bible verse. And if I don't, then I'm going to be in trouble. Like being able to say the problem that's coming up and having a safe place to do that in. And you know, Whitney, you're on point. You're right on point because in many cases, and I've seen this with pastor and parishioner, I've supported uh, hundreds of pastors who have had cancer and parishioners. And there is a dynamic that can come into effect if you are only talking to people within your faith community that you put on a facade, that you don't want people to think that you're not full of faith and that you're not trusting God or that, you know, you're being you're, you're wavering in your faith and being able to speak to. And I think you made probably the best point uh, from a faith perspective, a Christian counselor, you can still have those very honest and earnest conversations and be in a safe place and still be nurtured in your faith, but not necessarily have to put on the perception that you're being faith man or faith woman to your faith community and that they would possibly judge you for not being or walking in the power of faith. I think that's a huge point and a huge distinction that uh, someone probably needs to hear today of why counseling can and and could be of value to them. So I I appreciate you unpacking that for sure. Um, That being said, then, uh, let's give, can you give people uh, uh, a means by which they can contact you, a website, an email address or whatever? There may be someone that may actually need to find a Christian counselor or maybe even bring in someone who can speak to, say, a church group or a healthcare ministry. How can people find you and reach out to you, dear? Definitely. And so if you want to look at my private practice, I have a group practice in Savannah, Georgia. The website is watersedgecounseling.com. Mm. And then we do offer telehealth. So if you're anywhere in the state of Georgia and you want to seek out some therapy, um, we do have therapists that specifically work with cancer patients. We do a lot with children here at the center. And so you can reach out to us through that. And then if you want to get in touch with me personally, you can email me Whitney at practiceofthepractice.com. You have been super helpful today. We've never had this discussion in, what, 235 episodes that we've done. So I'm glad that um, uh, somehow our people got a hold of each other and I was able to speak on your podcast and and now you're on mine because I think this is an important conversation. And particularly given the day and age that we live in uh, of being isolated, uh, in some cases insulated, depending on how you look at it, certainly quarantine, COVID-19 has has created, I think, an impact of mental and emotional uh, reality and reflection that that people are coming to terms with of needing to have, be able to discuss, engage, and unpack. And uh, sounds like you and your colleagues in your consortium uh, are doing an excellent job. And I want to encourage anyone that's listening today, uh, find you someone to speak to that may be on your pastor or your prayer warrior or your aunt or your mom or your dad uh, that you can find a safe space. Uh, who has a clinical understanding of, again, the nuances of effective counseling, because there is an art and science to that, obviously. And at the end of the day, understand that you're not, you know, compromising your faith or being a person of faith uh, by reaching out uh, to someone in this environment. Whitney, with the last few seconds that we have, I ask everyone this question, and I want to ask you, particularly given the nature of the work that you do, because you get to hear a lot of people's, in some cases, dynamics and difficult things that they're working through. What keeps you hopeful and what continues to drive and motivate your hope? 
Yeah. Well, my faith and relationship with God, for sure. Mm. But even within that, when I feel hopeless, I remember the things he's already done in my life. Yeah. And I go back to moments where I felt hopeless. And then I see where he did a miracle or did, he did something amazing. Mm. Or when I work with clients that things aren't going well, I remember all the clients that God did something amazing in their lives. Mm. And so going back to remembering what he's done gives me hope for the future. Today, you have heard from the amazing Whitney Owens. I, I call her my new friend and con colleague in the workplace. Uh, I sit on the spiritual side. She sits on the counseling side, but from a spiritual perspective, uh, she is a licensed professional counselor and private practice consultant. Uh, she lives in Savannah, Georgia, uh, and she owns her own group private practice called Waters Edge Counseling. Uh, in addition to that, she offers individual and group uh, consulting through Practice of the Practice. And she does a whole host of other things, working with children with cancer and so on and so forth. So today, we thank you, Whitney, for taking time out of your busy schedule. And again, uh, thank you for being a friend, and to, in some cases, to people who are really struggling through issues and providing them a mechanism by which they can continue to see the light at the end of the tunnel and be reminded that it's not a train. So I bless you and your work. Thank you today for being on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Thank you. It's an honor to be on the show. As Percy McCray, our host with our guest here today, we are going to talk more about that conversation in just a moment. If you are concerned that you or someone you love may have cancer, consider reaching out to Cancer Treatment Centers of America for personalized diagnostic services. Cancer Treatment Centers of America is a national oncology network of hospitals and outpatient care centers that treats the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact a member of the team with questions about your diagnostic treatment options. The number, 866-712-HOPE. That's 866-712 and then the word HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses a patient-centered approach and a wide range of technologies and techniques to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support when needed. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Percy, I'm so excited about that conversation you had with Whitney today because it brings up such an important point about the importance of counseling. It does, and particularly with regard to the faith audience, uh, my experience has been over the years uh, particularly in the African-American community, is that there has been somewhat of a struggle and a disconnect with seeking professional counseling, licensed counseling, uh, outside of one's pastor's purview. And uh, historically, there's been somewhat of a, a conflict there in feeling like I'm not really a person of faith if I choose to do that, or I'm, I only talk to my pastor, and or if I seek some type of professional uh, licensed counseling, uh, that may be... Uh, you know, perceived as I have some sort of mental illness yeah. and there's a weakness on my part. So right. there's a lot to unpack, right. be unpacked in this conversation. I'm a little surprised to hear this because it just seems so natural, so helpful just to seek input from someone who's a professional. It does seem uh, natural. And I, I will certainly say this, that over the years, that that uh, school of thought has has really shifted and that paradigm has changed dramatically. But there are still those who kind of battle through this idea. And Whitney really helped us to understand, number one, that, uh, you know, in many cases, uh, seeking professional counseling may actually enhance one's ability to be a better Christian and a better believer. Mm -hmm. And and I, I found that to be true, you know, uh, because I have access, obviously, 
uh, to healthcare professionals. Uh, and uh, I have a personal friend of mine who's a, a licensed uh, Christian counselor. And I've sat down and I've pulled upon them for time to time to kind of sort through things that I was working with, uh, not uh, for any other particular reason, but I know that for some believers, uh, they may then feel like at the end of the day that they can't share certain things with their pastor, uh, that they may be perceived as being weak or not walking in faith. And so uh, that's almost done kind of in secrecy. And we need to eradicate all of those misnomers at the end of the day, because again, based upon our opening scripture, you know, there's safety in a multitude of counseling, the Bible tells us, and there's wisdom there. So with that, uh, we need to eradicate the idea that, you know, that there's something negative or counterintuitive or counterproductive about seeking professional licensed counseling. One thing Whitney said was that all too often people wait too long before engaging a counselor. Has that been your experience? I have seen that and I've heard that absolutely because uh, the weight of their situation or stress or anxiety or whatever the dynamic may be, uh, then just begins to crush them and, and can compound itself in ways that then they're not able to manage things because they waited too late to try to address this. And so I thought that that was a very profound point that in many cases, if you're thinking about uh, seeking counseling, you, you probably need to have counseling. She said, you may have already waited too late at that point. So it's something for people to just bear in mind and to think about, because again, at the end of the day, uh, you can't sit at a harbor and try to manage internally all of those moving pieces uh, in and of yourself. And it can be, in some cases, really counterintuitive and counterproductive for you in the long haul. Yeah, there was such a profound question the two of you discussed. Are you willing to live life the way you have been? Right, 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 right. It's it's taking a, a kind of a self-examination, really holding the mirror up to your face and saying, you know, do I want to continue to live like this in this manner? Now, that requires being honest with yourself. You have to really grade yourself pretty tough. You know, how are you living at this particular point? Are you happy with the way that you are living? And are you happy with the way that you manage life as you live it? And you need to be truthfully honest or you need to be allow someone else to be honest to give you some sense of feedback that gives you a sense of how am I living? You know, how do I conduct myself? Uh, how do I react to situations uh, and then be willing to allow people to be honest or you to be honest with yourself and then make qualitative changes and steps in a direction to shift and move in a dif different direction in that regard? Yeah. Well, we love our pastors and you are a pastor. Yeah. But many times, uh, and I'm, I don't want to sound critical of pastors at all, but many times they're not equipped to deal with some of the deeper counseling issues. Now, of course, we have God's word, and that's the ultimate source for counseling. But a professional counselor is trained in very specific ways. That is correct. One of the interesting things that I did uh, many, many years ago, I attended a seminar as a pastor and as a healthcare uh, support uh, person, uh, being a chaplain. And this particular seminar was for uh, ministers, doctors, clinicians, anyone that is sitting in front of individuals trying to help them manage and work through emotional stresses and anxieties. And it was interesting that uh, what was said, particularly about pastors and ministers, is that pastors and ministers need to understand the limitations of their skill set. They need to understand the limitations of what they are capable of addressing and that they need to establish ahead of time a clear line of demarcation of when you get to this point mm -hmm. with providing pastoral support to someone and you cannot uh, help them any further, that you need to have enough integrity and, and, and have a reference 
of uh, professional Christian counselors that you can refer your members to and admit that this is beyond the scope of what I can do as your pastor and you need to uh, potentially consider seeking some professional counseling, they uh, admonished every pastor to establish that, that, that line of demarcation and already have a relationship with someone that they felt comfortable in referring to members of their congregation to receive professional licensed Christian counseling. Yeah, well, again, we love our pastors. And we do. I, I know you're speaking pastor to pastor there, aren't you? I am. And one of the things that I'll say is that sometimes, and I think it's unconscious, uh, there, there can be a spiritual arrogance on our part that, you know, feeling that we are, you know, that we have all of the answers and we really don't. And if you talk to any pastor uh, who's been pastoring uh, any extensive period of time, they'll tell you that, you know, we realize that there's limitations to what we can do and say, and that we've reached a point that, you know, all I can do is pray for someone, but that may not necessarily be all that can be done for an individual Mm -hmm. in terms of uh, resources that are available. And there are tremendous uh, great licensed Christian counselors, as was the case with Whitney and her group that she manages uh, that provide those type of services. And we as pastors and ministers uh, need to be willing uh, to step aside, if you will, to allow that next level of skill set to kick in if and when it is necessary. And ultimately, God gets glory for that. And that's being a really good shepherd under yeah, those circumstances. Yeah. What a helpful conversation, helpful interview here today. Our thanks to Whitney Owens. And uh, of course, more information in our program notes at Health Hope and Inspiration.com. I failed yet to mention our free resource this week, Ways to Respond to Cancer Patients. Uh, this is something you've put together to really reach out uh, to those who are you know, on a cancer journey, or perhaps more specifically, someone who wants to reach out to someone who's on a cancer journey. Well, how appropriate based upon today's conversation with Whitney. So we developed this particular resource to equip with believers and pastors with some general dynamics and things that they can speak about in terms of ways of responding to cancer patients, about being dependable uh, when you say that you're going to show up or set a set time to speak with them, uh, show your strength. You know, cancer patients obviously are looking for strength. They're, they're struggling from a weak, being weak in terms of maybe mental, emotional energy, uh, respecting their privacy. You would be surprised uh, how often sometimes people share information with uh, fellow believers and somehow that, 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 that gets out into the public square. Mm-hmm. So, again, respecting people's privacy. Yeah giving yourself grace. So this document covers some very practical things that as we try to respond to cancer patients, that we have some thoughtful responses and actions that we'll take that will be of value to us and value to them. Well, not only is it helpful, it's easy to obtain because we've put it on our website in a downloadable form. So you can go to healthhopeandinspiration.com, click on resources, and you'll find this week's featured resource, Ways to Respond to Cancer Patients. It's free. There's no obligation at all. We just want to help you in any way we can. Ways to Respond to Cancer Patients. The same website is the place where you can answer a question this week, which goes hand-in-hand with a conversation we've had. Have you ever struggled with the consideration of seeking professional counseling as a Christian, and why? Mm. It'll be most interesting to hear the responses to this question. 
It will. And, and that's the reason why we, we created it, because we want to provoke thought and we want to provoke, in some cases, maybe difficult conversation, because we know that to get to the nugget of, of freedom and liberation where the spirit of God can can bloom in our lives, sometimes we have to ask difficult questions and answer them. And this is one of those questions that I believe will be very beneficial uh, to members of congregations with regard to balance and approach and understanding of counseling and, and interaction with their local pastor. Well, the scripture you chose to frame today's program is perfect, and I want to remind our listeners, it's Proverbs 15. You want to read it again for us? Yes, sir. Our spiritual nugget, uh, Proverbs 15, 22, basically tells us, without counsel, without counsel, purposes are disappointed, but in the multitude of counselors, they are established. And it's important to understand that God wants to be part of our process, but God also gives gifts uh, as the Bible tells us, unique gifts to different aspects and elements of of those around us. And that is so true with regard to licensed professional Christian counselors that can be of value to us in addition to the wonderful uh, advice and relationship that we have with our local shepherds at our congregations. Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Brother, you invest your life in helping us through this podcast. Thank you for all you do. Well, it is my privilege. Remember, we still got work to do. So keep chopping the wood. We'll talk to you next time. All right. Join us then for Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.